Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome. Bad people. Welcome, medium people, welcome anyone who want to learn more about management. I love this topic. For me, it's very important to know how to manage people. Because I remember many years ago, I had a, a team of specialists who did almost everything. They created content, submitted content, designed, optimized web development, even promoted. But today, yeah, I have a team of specialists who can pay attention to specific topics because it's hard. It's hard today to be jack of all trades. And I'm so excited to discuss about motivation management with Matt Sinners. How are you? I am very good. And I would disagree highly. It's not hard to be jack of all trades. It just doesn't make you a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, uh, by the way, managers are jack of all trades, you know, because they need to understand almost all topics. For example, yeah, I can feel that I'm jack of all trades because I understand organic reach, I understand EEAT, I understand many things, social media, SEO, but I'm far away from specialists. For example, you know, if I compare my skills with Lily Ray about EEAT, you now, yeah, she wrote, by the way, a great checklist for my SEO course. And and plus 50 points, you know, what you need to do, you know, to increase this parameter. And yeah, I can learn these points, but uh, I can imagine how much time she spent, you know, to write this uh, checklist. I'm far away from Jeff Coyle, who can use AI to create advanced uh, strategy. I'm far away from, from many specialists, but I can cooperate with them. I can manage them. So but before we start, just tell more about yourself, experience, background, and anything that can help our listeners to learn more about you. So my background was in the corporate world originally. So I used to work in Xerox and IBM, large co companies, and eventually I went into management. After I left the corporate world, I initially started out coaching people on how to manage because I realized there's so many online business owners who were starting businesses and all sorts of niches, starting to hire people and they didn't know how to manage them. So that was the first business. At this point, I own a total of seven companies and Fundamentally, most of my day is either teaching clients how to manage or coaching and, and working with my staff and helping them how to manage teams well. So that's that's the sort of fundamental of what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. So I've got uh, some cool business. I got a big outsourcing company, Aristo Sourcing. We've got uh, we run a big big um, SEO summit, so SEO Mastery Summit in Saigon, which will take place next year in April. Uh, last time was a great event, nearly 300 people, and this time we're going to be 450 people. And yeah, we have an in-house SEO company where we basically build, grow and scale, uh, primarily affiliate and ad sites and so on. And yeah, lots of lots of interesting uh, angles and yeah. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to your event. Yeah. I'll submit information about the event. So guys, you can learn more. And uh, if you want you can take part you know to attend this event and uh, i want to start from the question that you know um the last time i read a lot about that uh, different approaches how to manage meetings because for example brian dean shared that uh, on his new company exploding topics he doesn't have any meetings so they handle all processes on chat uh, uh, on uh, CRM, so many things 
they avoid meetings but for example i spoke uh, uh, with my brothers uh, they work in big companies and they have a lot a lot of meetings almost all day you know they meeting <laughs> they uh, speak uh, uh, to each other you know to schedule time and yeah for me it's hard to imagine how much time they spend only on meetings uh, and uh, i think uh, i can't tell that we need to avoid meetings like brandon if it works for him that's okay but uh, we can decrease the time on meetings and optimize meetings and i know managers can do it so can you tell how to uh, manage meetings and decrease time uh, or uh, the number of meetings that you can have uh, so any tips about that yeah, so I think first and foremost, uh, I'll definitely be somewhere in the middle. Um, so what I would say is I don't believe in no meetings. And the fundamental reason for that is one of the key things if you're having staff working for you is you want to build great relationships with them, right? If you want to have staff that performs exceptionally well over long periods of time, uh, you want to build relationship with them. You don't want to be a stranger. And if you never sit down and talk to your staff. Uh, if you never have meetings with your staff members, they won't know you, you won't know them, and everything else being equal, you will probably never get the best work out of them, right? So I think that's uh, definitely a big thing. Fundamentally, obviously, the bigger teams you're leading, the bigger organizations you're leading, um, the focus becomes more on different things. A lot of SEOs step down in the nitty gritty right they're doing stuff and the problem with doing stuff is that you know your time is only as valuable as the task you're doing so if you're sitting copy pasting stuff into an excel sheet and someone else could do that at five bucks an hour well you're basically selling your time for five bucks an hour right so um the, the essence of growth the essence of business is really increasing the value of your time right and um, SEOs are particularly bad at this, but but fundamentally, it's it's really about increasing the value of what you're doing. And most SEOs, when I when I start working with them, right, like I've I've worked with the guys at Href, I've worked with people like Matt Diggity, many of these big guys, and they all tell me the same thing: Oh, I don't want to manage people; I just want to do SEO. But reality is that as soon as you learn managing people, you stop wanting to do SEO. Because when you realize you can make a lot more money by doing a lot less, that becomes a lot more fun, right? But but fundamentally, the fundamental choice that you have to make as a business owner is fundamentally if you do you want to build a business or do you want to do SEO? It's totally okay to wanting to be a SEO freelancer and just do SEO for the rest of your life. That's totally okay, right? But that is not the same as building a business. If you want to build a business, you need to learn. Well, you, you need to do one or two things. You either need to hire a CEO who can actually run the business and, and do the business piece, or you need to learn how to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, uh, you know, if you, if you are talking that someone can do some manual job instead of you, uh, that's okay, but you need to teach you know others how to do it because it's not like uh, uh, copy and paste yeah it depends you know we, we still use some personalization preferences so can you tell uh, how to find the gap uh, I, I mean like how to 
find something that you can delegate and something that it's better to do yourself. <laughs> right. So generally, if you are a business owner, the things that you have to do yourself is your one-to-one -one meetings with your staff. It is hiring and deciding on who's working directly for you. So the, the roles that are directly reporting to you. And then as a business owner, the strategy, the vision, and so on of the company. Those are the things that you have to do. Everything else you do can be delegated and eventually mm -hmm. should if you want to grow a big business, right? Mm -hmm. So I have uh, Arista Sourcing, which is an outsourcing company, and we have uh, around 300 people. And I spent probably a couple hours a week on that company. Right mm -hmm. now, I can only do that because I've delegated all of the work to the people who should be doing it, which is not me, which mm -hmm. means that I now make a decent chunk of money for making sure that things are happening. So making sure that the strategy is well, making sure that all of the important things are happening on a day to day basis. Right. But I'm doing that through great people. So I've delegated the responsibility for those things to the great managers that I have in the company, right? So that's for most companies, that's the end goal, right? Now, some of the businesses I own, I'm the CEO. Some of the businesses I own, I'm just an owner and I have an actual CEO in the company, right? So totally depends on the business, but this is the mindset that I start every company with. My goal is never to be doing it all, you often have to in the beginning. And by the way, with SEO, I love doing SEO. I love, I love nerding around a little bit sometimes. And, you know, despite me owning a whole bunch of companies, I still have a bit of time to do that from sometimes, right? But the essence, fundamentally, there's, there's three things I start with when I look at delegation, right? Number one is stuff that's easy to delegate. And that's the stuff that most people start with. So it's things that are easy to teach someone else, right? The second thing, is the stuff I hate doing, right? We all have things we don't like doing. Those are top of my list when it comes to delegation. And people's like, yeah, but you should be doing it as a manager or as a business owner or la di da di da No, the only thing I should be doing is one-to-ones, deciding who to hire and setting mission, mission values, right? Those are the only things that I have to do. The rest of it can be done by other people and in many, many cases should be done by other people, right? So that is the most important aspect. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, Lastly, the yeah, last yeah, thing mm -hmm. is what takes the most of my time. If I was an SEO and I spent most of my time doing unpage optimization, I would hire someone to do unpage optimization so that I don't have to, and I free up a lot of my time that I can actually spend growing the business instead of doing SEO. Because as long as I'm doing SEO, I'm gonna get paid for doing SEO. I wanna get paid for running a business, not for doing SEO. Yeah, I agree. Love it, love it, awesome. And um, you know, uh, I usually, when I start something new, I usually, try myself I always fail all the time you know I don't remember even one time when I didn't fail when I started something new but I can learn how to adapt and uh, for example when I started PR uh, I wrote a bunch of press releases <laughs> I pitched them uh, failed 
uh, with all these press releases, but I learned how it works. Then I hired the right people who can write press releases. I hired people who can pitch them. And today we got uh, mentions on CNN, Forbes, many other great resources because of knowing the process. Can you tell how to decrease this pain when you start something new? Because I think everyone starts with best practices, then we can adapt to our preferences. So can you tell how to learn the basic uh, before hiring right people? <laughs> I don't suggest doing what you did. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> here's the thing. I can promise you the CEO of IBM is not sitting, figuring out every process in the company and then telling people how to do it, mm -hmm. right? That's small business thinking. If you want to run a big business, what you do is you hire smart, capable people and you get them to do that thinking, right? The problem is most small business owners think that they have to figure everything out, then delegate it, and then figure the next thing out, then delegate it. No, that's everyone on the internet tells you to do it that way, but that's because they don't know better. The right way to learn, the right way to delegate and really grow your business fast is by figuring out what should we do? What is the right things to do? So let's say you're running a website and you have no email marketing. If you say, well, we should definitely do email marketing because I've heard that's a really cool thing to do. Well, the right thing to do is either look around at the staff you have and say, hey, mm -hmm. one of you find someone who is maybe good at writing copy or someone who is very technical to figure things out. And fundamentally, you want to give them the responsibility to figure it out. Because yeah. here's the key things. You can only do one thing at a time. And you can only ever figure one thing out. Now, in the beginning, when you have no money and you have no staff, you ha probably have to do some figuring out yourself, right? But as soon as you start having some resources and having some great staff, you want to be giving them ownership and responsibility to figuring things out so that one, you're not the person who know it all and get bombarded with every question all day, every day. Number two, they learn and they grow and they become experts and they become a lot more valuable to you. And number three, you can get a lot more done. If you have 10 staff who is all working on their own little thing and exploring their little new project, you can get 10 times as much done than if you have to figure it all out yourself, right? That is the secret when it comes to business. It's about empowering people to doing that stuff. Nice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. When I will create the company like IBM, probably I won't have <laughs> time, you know, to cover all processes. But yeah, I, I agree. Of course, if you can cooperate with great people, if you can organ uh, manage them from scratch, yeah, that's great. It's uh, the, the, the big thing where, where most people go wrong is that they... They, most people don't know how, why and how they are where they are. But mm -hmm. most people have succeeded because at some point, someone have given them ownership and responsibility. So for some people, they worked in a corporation or in a company of some kind, and someone trusted them. Someone said, hey, man, you know, can you go and look into this SEO thing? Can you go and figure out how we rank better or figure out how we get more traffic? And, you know, they were given the responsibility. No one handed them a pile of processes and say, hey, do this thing, right? The, the reason why people are successful 
is because someone trusted them, gave them ownership and said, hey, dude, we need to figure out how to get traffic. We need to figure out this SEO thing. And they figured it out, right? Mm -hmm. That's how people learn. People don't learn by getting handed a pile of processes. That is not how most people learn. Yeah, nice, nice. Valuable. I want to ask you about encouragement. How to motivate people, you know, to increase productivity, to change something, standard methods. Because, you know, in my team, I always tell, please, uh, you can start from uh, what we have right now. But the main goal, you need to improve the process. You need to provide something better or even completely change uh, the way that we usually do. So can you tell how to encourage your uh, staff to do it? Two things. So let, let's take one step back. The first thing you want to do is you want to learn to delegate responsibility instead of tasks. So instead of saying, hey, you know, here's our process for how to do link building, go and do that thing. Right. You want to say, hey, man, you know, you're amazing at talking to people. You're great at writing emails. I want you to be responsible for our email outreach because we need a lot of links. I don't have the time to do it. And you're super awesome at whatever you're great at, right? Whatever the person is good at. I want to have very clear goals. So I want number one, we need to build at least 30 links a month. We need to make sure that they hit a certain quality standard. Now we have a set of processes of how we do this today. However, you're a smart human being, and I'm sure you can improve that and make it even better. Right. But you want to make it clear to people that you want them to be responsible. Right. The key thing about motivation is every human being on planet Earth want to feel valued, appreciated, and they want to feel important. Right. If someone's sitting doing something and they don't feel it's important, they're probably going to leave. I mean, you might pay them really well and therefore they stick around, but people want to feel important, right? We all, as human beings, we want to feel like we matter. And when you give people ownership, when you give them responsibility and you tell them, hey, you know, we need to do this thing because if we don't do it, we're going to have trouble, right? We want to do that. We need to do it. And I want you to own it, right? The second you give people ownership and responsibility, they're so much more likely to step up. They're so much more likely. When you tell them their objective, it, the difference, if, if I tell you, I want you to send 100 emails every day, and here's the process, right? You could literally open a phone book, send out 100 emails, and you've done your job, right? But that's not the goal. The goal is not sending 100 emails. The goal, the end goal of what you're doing it's getting a bunch of links within a certain quality parameter, right? You want that to be the goal. Because here's the thing, I'd rather someone send out 10 emails and get nine links, than they send out 100 emails and get one link, right? Everything else being equal if it takes the same amount of time, right? So you have to make sure people understand what is the end goal of the task and the work they're doing. And you want to give them the ownership and the responsibility to figure out how to get there, right? Now you have processes today and, and there's lessons that you've learned over time that 
obviously shouldn't be lost, but you want to make sure that they understand they are responsible. They own this thing. And what, as a, as a manager, what I'm going to do, I'm not going to sit and say, Hey, why did you send this email? And why did you say this? And why did you say this? I'm simply going to look at the numbers at the end of the month or the end of the week or whatever. And I say, Hey, your goal was to get five links. You got four. That's not good enough. What do we need to do? What can you do different to make sure you get to the goal? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think, you know, uh, quantity probably is important, but quality is more important. You know? So if you send, no, they're both relative metrics, right? In mm -hmm. certain roles, in certain situations, quality is more important than quantity. In certain situations, it's the other way around, but every goal usually have both a quantity and a qualitative metric, right? Mm -hmm. So for example, you, you could say that, um, you know, sending out outreach emails, it could be better to send out a shit ton of emails that will give you a higher response rate, even though the emails are super crap, right? So yeah. it, it's not always a quality or quantity, but it's understanding what is the key objective and letting people figure out what is the best way to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, you know, I want you. I want to ask you about setting these goals. Uh, once I watch uh, an interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh, he replied to the question uh, how he achieved this success in politics, in movies, in sport, and he replied because of setting the right goals. He had a clear vision what he wants to achieve and even uh, when many haters uh, including family members friends didn't believe him he uh, didn't care he just uh, worked hard to achieve all goals and he, he did it what i usually see when marketers set up uh, vanity metrics or chase vanity metrics like volume likes comments uh, traffic you know um, but once i spoke with a master who lost 400,000 traffic a lot of traffic but he didn't lose any sales so he got a lot of traffic that didn't convert to products and you you say uh, uh, say it a lot about uh, setting goals can you tell how to set up the right goals i mean like how to sub set up goals that will sell in the end not to bring something that uh, you can monetizing in your process no this is and this is where you need to be smart about it. this is again where most seos focus on traffic right but traffic is yeah. not the end goal of course if, if i'm delegating responsibility to an seo i would not say hey your goal is to get a hundred thousand traffic i'll say we need to get i don't know 100 new customers every month that's the goal right i want you to go figure out how to do it I don't care if you get a shit ton of traffic that's not so relevant, but converts to 100 customers, or you get a little bit of traffic that converts to 100 customers. I don't mind how you do it, but my goal is to get 100 customers a month, right? So again, this is where goal setting is so important because the, the problem with most people, and, and SEOs are notoriously bad at it, is they're so focused on the process instead of the results, right? Most customers, if you're working with, with end clients, most customers don't care, right? They just want the phone to ring. It, like literally, I've, many of my clients, what they do is they send a one, one slide PowerPoint at the end of the month. And I say, okay, you paid us $3,000. We make you $12,000. That's literally the only PowerPoint because that's all the customer care about. 
right? So many SEOs, they're saying, yeah, he was the keywords and the traffic and the blah, 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 and the blah, blah, blah. And most customers don't care, right? If you are a plumber, like how many people see your website? I don't care. I care how many people called me, so the lead, and I care how many people paid me. That's the two things I care about, right? But SEOs are so notoriously bad at not understanding that just because for them, it's all about traffic. It's all about keywords. It's all about ranking. Yeah. That's not how business people think. And again, this is the difference between business, running a business and a company versus doing SEO, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. I think uh, smart specialists uh, usually share traffic value, not uh, volume, not <laughs> traffic, because uh, if traffic uh, has value, uh, that means paid marketers are willing to pay for this traffic because they can convert this traffic. Uh, and yeah, for me, it's more important to check out traffic value than uh, traffic at all, because traffic means nothing, you know, so you can get a lot of traffic, but if you can't sell, why you need to have it? And, you know, I want to ask about another, I think, very important element. Uh, I met uh, this one time. Uh, once we worked on big project, we didn't have time to manage our team uh, and uh, a toxic environment appealed in our team. Uh, uh, and yeah, uh, when uh, I I found about this, when people left my company, great people, you know, left. Uh, and uh, I started to research and got it because toxic environment. Uh, and uh, uh, then I asked on LinkedIn a few times, uh, in polls uh, why people are leaving companies and most people told about toxic environment it's not issue in my company of course i learned from that i i made some uh, changes according to these events but uh, it's a big issue with many companies uh, so can you tell how to prevent toxic environment uh, before it started because you know it's interesting that people uh, are not willing to pay for prevention a dollar, but they will pay $1,000 for uh, treatment. So can you tell how to handle the process and uh, yeah, to motivate people to be happy, to understand each other, to communicate because we have different cultures, habits. Yeah, any tips about that? Yeah, I I, I mean, that there's many aspects to that, right? So it's not uh, making sure no one is ever ending up in a toxic environment can be difficult, right? But the fundamental starts with communication. So mm -hmm. it's all about relationships and it's all about communication, right? Because fundamentally, and that's what management is. Fundamentally, management is communication, right? It's about when, when you're dealing with people, it's about communicating to them in a way that's respectful, but at the same time, setting clear expectations. So if someone is, you know, unclear what, what's their responsibility and so on, or what you expect from them, then, you know, they can be very unhappy. Reality is that uh, most business owners in particular, because they don't communicate very well, often their expectations are not being met. And when their expectations are not being met, they start getting angry and unhappy, right? But my, my, my life is very simple in business. If staff is not 
achieving what I want them to achieve. It's either me hiring the wrong people. It's me not giving them clear direction on what they need to do or achieve. It's me not managing them well. And it's me not taking the appropriate action. So that could be putting the right person in the right role and so on, right? But all of that is my fault. Now, that doesn't mean that a person will need to work for me forever. Sometimes a person needs to be fired because they might not be the right person or whatever, right? But every single scenario ends up with me being responsible, right? If I have a staff member who's not doing well, not performing well, that is 100% my responsibility to fix, right? As the manager and as the owner, 100%, right? Mm -hmm. Now, can you make sure that everyone is always doing a great job? No, there'll always be people who don't, right? But um, so that's that's the essence, right? So if you communicate well with your staff, if you have regular meeting with the people who work for you, that will, I would say 90% of the issues you will get into on a day-to-day -day basis will be solved if you have one-to-one -one meetings with your direct staff and have real conversations with them on a regular basis, right? Mm -hmm. I, I've started working with clients who have had, you know, VAs working for them for years and they've never had a phone call with them, right? Now, in the end of the day, you can only ever expect so much if you're not engaging in effective communication with the people who work for you. And by the way, there's one of the biggest challenges. Most people, do not get very much out of virtual assistants because they treat them like virtual assistants, right? Mm -hmm. Now, many people don't. I, in our company, we have virtual assistants that literally are the CEO of a company. We have VAs that are literally <laughs> running million-dollar companies because mm -hmm. over the years, the client gave them trust, gave them ownership, let them grow, and now the client is sitting on a beach somewhere and the VA is literally running the entire business. Right. Mm -hmm. The problem is most people treat, let's call it cheap labor as cheap labor, meaning they're not spending a lot of time communicating. They're just handing over tasks. They're not treating them the same way they would treat someone sitting right next to them, because if they did treat them the same way, they would also get much, much better results. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Well, you both. Uh, let's talk about challenges uh, can you tell or least challenges that companies have uh but by setting the process probably mistakes that they made uh and your tips how to find another way uh challenge how to set the process or what you say yeah how to manage the process uh, set up the process schedule the process anything you know about yeah. challenges that we can meet in uh, the process yeah i mean first of all you want people to have ownership for the process that is ideally mm -hmm. not you mm -hmm. so again uh, i prefer to have people doing the work being responsible for the work right uh what i always tell people is that if people do a great job and help the company make a lot more money you can afford to pay them more money right so a lot of that is driven by productivity and and so on right um the fundamental is that the, the key challenges that people see is often again both both around building the right processes setting up the right processes but more around goals right so the thing is if you have good processes if you have good systems 
in your company and you know what the systems are supposed to do and you know if you know that if you send out 10 emails you get one reply and that means you get one new customer or whatever you know and and it's a scalability thing you need to hire people set clear expectation give them ownership and you know let them do their work now if you measure performance well then everything else being equal you should end up in a very good position so where people struggle to scale is often where things are not clear uh, every time you ever talk with someone who says oh no one else can do it than me they're either doing something very custom which is not how you build a business that's how you build yourself a freelance work uh, so that's not the business building part of it and that's not the process right so you'll see that with a lot of seos that are like yeah you know i take i get all the clients in i do, do the strategy i do all this because no one else can do it it's like you don't have a business right that's not a business you need to break your process down make it really really simple and have a core functionality you serve right so let, let's say like a lot of seos agencies they do SEO. So one day they have an e-com company come in, the next day they have a local plumbing company, the next day, uh, you know, a, another agency that want help or whatever. Uh, and, and because they're doing so much different stuff, they can't build good processes. They can't build good workflows, right? Whereas if you say, okay, you know, we only work with plumbers, right? That's the only thing we do. So when a plumber comes in, we know the market, we know exactly how they talk, we know exactly what they need. We know, you know, whenever we set up a website, we've done it a hundred times. So we know exactly what it should look like. We know exactly what works. We have the keyword research because it's the same across the country, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And therefore what happens is, you know, all the stuff up front, you can do the exact same process at a much lower price because it doesn't need to be custom. It is so much easier to train people to do it because it's the same process again and again and again. So if you look at big successful companies, companies like Coca-Cola, like for a long time, they did one thing. They had one drink. So one drink, right? And SEOs are constantly saying, oh yeah, but you know, we have to do all of this stuff. No, build a company, pick a niche, pick a very clear niche, Pick an niche where you can build a solid framework around exactly what you do so that you can delegate it and get other people to take ownership for it. That's how you build a business, right? If yeah. you if you get sick, if you get COVID or whatever, you get some kind of sick, go in hospital for a month and your company tanks, you don't have a business, right? If you cannot, I mean, I'm uh, right now I'm traveling. I've been traveling for the last three months or so. And I'm have another month to go um, and I, I do this every year I usually go three to five months travel every single year right now my rule is very simple all of my businesses need to be bigger when I come back than when I left <coughs> sorry about that um, but yeah so every company needs to be bigger when I come back than when I left and if I was a critical part of the process that would not happen Right. If I was required to do any kind of customer or whatever, if I was required to do the sales, it couldn't happen. Right. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Uh, you know, you share a lot about people, about human being, about uh, you need to hire great people to manage them.
but let's talk about AI, you know, that was simple to ignore, uh, hard today, impossible tomorrow, yeah, I think AI is everywhere, and Jeff Coyle told me on my podcast, co-founder of Market Muse, that in the future we will have three companies, the first company will develop AI, the second company implement AI, and the third company will be obsolete who can leave the trade. And uh, I think it's important to use AI, including management. Can you tell how to do it? Because, you know, it's interesting that um, I see all content creators without exception. I cooperate with many great offers who can post for Forbes, uh, Investopedia, many big websites, prominent websites, and all of them use AI, all of them without any exception. But some niches like accounting, I spoke with my brothers, and uh, they told me, no, nobody uh, cares about AI. Uh, it's not uh, touch this niche. But, you know, if we check out uh, numbers uh, in the US alone, uh, companies, uh, yeah, I don't remember exactly the revenue, but it's more than $100 billion, you know, in uh, accounting services. So can you tell about AI, how we can use AI in SEO management specifically and your tips how to adapt it. <laughs> yes. Rule number one is hire smart people and get them to figure it out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is the simplest uh, rule. No, uh, I, yeah. I mean, from a management standpoint, again, if you want the most out of the humans around you, it's not about AI. It's about building real relationships with real people. Right. Mm -hmm. Just like, I mean, yeah, you can probably go and buy a plastic girlfriend somewhere, but it's not the same thing. Right. Uh, so when you're dealing with people that work for you, you need to learn to communicate and build relationships with those people. Now, AI will probably mean that you need less people in your business, but you always need people like you need people to make decisions. You need people to figure out what AI to use, what services to use, what new opportunities there are. So you need people in your business to make choices at a minimum, right? Mm -hmm. um, if, if your company runs completely without any human interaction, then yeah, AI is probably taking over the world, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but you need, you, need, you need some choices based on, yeah, based on strategy, based on sort of business ideas and so on. Uh, at some point, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And that means you need to manage people and hire them. And, and reality is that it's going to be, people are going to have more and more choice. So finding and getting the best people is going to be harder. So making sure that they like and enjoy working for you is going to be critical. And that really start with great management skills, right? So it start with great skills and building relationships and talking with people and giving them good, good challenges that they're excited about and so on. That's the key aspect, right? Nice. Yeah, you know, I usually count how many times you can pronounce one word and I lost my track when you pronounce the word people. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's important to have great people in your team, the best experts that you can allow. And uh, I, uh, once, um, yeah, I think, yeah, if, on if, Apple, yeah. If you look at AI right now, the people who are right now making the most money with AI is the people who either had great people, had a great team already and yeah. got them moving very quickly, or is the people who were capable of going, finding smart people, hiring them and bringing them in to do it. Those yeah. are the people that are making the money. 
yeah nice nice yeah uh uh i remember when i probably on apple.com uh, i read their requirements uh about hiring new people including interns and apple shares uh that we need people who can teach apple how this big company the most biggest company in the world uh can work not uh, vice versa so apple uh is hiring people who can teach <laughs> apple how to uh create better products uh, so yeah I think that's why yeah it's important to have people who can teach you uh and if you get new people and uh, teach them without getting anything back it's not a good idea you know you you can't compete with other uh competitors that you have and uh, Mats, i, I want to ask you about how to learn seo management uh, i'm interested you know uh, in my company we found that we usually get high results with companies uh, who understand seo if they understand then we can cooperate like a cohesive team we speak one language uh, so companies understand why we need to create high quality content what kind of content why we need to think more about uh, traffic value than uh, traffic instead uh, why we need uh, to pay attention to eeat many other parameters if they don't I usually tell take my course learn from lily ray jeff coil many great experts go to youtube google read books just learn get the basic understand how it works then we can understand each other and go ahead uh, let's imagine if you started today from scratch without any experience knowledge skills forget about all your experience with big companies it's your first day in SEO. tell what will you do today to learn more about SEO management well if i had to build a business right now what i would do yeah. is pick something very simple so again as i just said i'll pick a very simple niche and i would just build a business around that uh, honestly today probably something about link building um, if you had asked me a year and a half ago i would say i would uh, and i owned a link building company i would sell it and i'd run away because at the time everything was going towards content and you know sort of uh, topic clusters and all of this stuff and you know i i, I saw links getting obsolete Today, I'm looking at it the total other way around because of AI. Right now, everyone in principle can pump out a ton of content. And, you know, I mean, over the last year, AI have just gotten better and better and better and better. And if, if you look a year ahead, AI will be significantly better, right? So mm -hmm. content is no longer the differentiator. Everyone can push out significant amount of content. The differentiator right now, as I see it, and the only differentiator I see Google being able to use is links. So being able to get, acquire, uh, sell links, I think will be extremely valuable. So something in that direction would probably be what, what I would start. And uh, getting into SEO, like, I, I wouldn't call it SEO management. I would just call it business management. And yeah. again, it will be all about hiring great people, hiring smart people. Uh, helping them figuring out the right strategies, figuring out the right tools, and getting the right things done. Yeah, you know it's interesting that I I removed TikTok because it's only one social media that learned my mind. I don't know how, but TikTok knows about my live and contact everything, uh, and uh, I can't stop 
uh, watching TikTok for two hours, you know, because uh, it's, yeah, this user-generated content, amazing videos, it's fun. And uh, I decided to remove for a while, you know, the uh, TikTok. And on TikTok, it's only one social media when you don't need to use any promotion, marketing, link building, uh, something like this. And uh, I see Google and other companies uh, learn from this success. Uh, that's why I think link building plays less role, uh, probably. N not only about TikTok, because Google can recognize high-quality content and other platforms can understand that people care about content, not about mentions, uh, links. But yeah, links still play. Some role. I, I, I would say Google is horribly bad at understanding good content. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it's still an algorithm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and if you look at many of the results, it's very obvious that they're not necessarily driven by good content. I think that the text version of Google will keep struggling with that, to be honest with you. Uh, I think video-wise, they're better because, again, when you look at YouTube, for example, that's all driven by user engagement. And user engagement gives you a very, very clear view of what's good, right? Now, there's probably also, oh, there is ways to trick the algorithm on YouTube as well to potentially get seen. But the thing is, if you have a total lot of crap and no one likes your stuff, yeah. you're not going to get that many views. Right now, yeah. you might have something that's slightly less good than your competitor, but you can trick the algorithm a little bit to get up and people look at your stuff more and therefore you stay on top. Right. But but fundamentally, I think the, the, the video algorithm is a lot easier and a lot simpler than than the text algorithm is today. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I, I don't think that we'll get to a point where the text algorithm is driven in that way by user engagement alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Love it, love it. And uh, I have the final question. Yes. Oh, the the future. You know, uh, I have my crystal ball, but it doesn't work. I tried when I bought crypto, and uh, the prediction was like uh, the crypto will go up, but it went down. <laughs> uh, luckily, I don't put all eggs in one basket, so I'm fine. That's okay. I I can lose uh, money if I play on this game. But uh, I wanna ask about the future in management, uh, business management, what kind of future will be according that we have AI today, probably Apple can change the world with uh, augmented reality. I don't know what uh, will uh, come like Facebook tried to create virtual reality. We'll see. I don't know. But uh, anyway, your prediction about the future and how we can adapt to this possible future. Yeah, I think uh, to some degree management will become more important. Because again, I, I think the quantity of people in many companies will go down because of, of the likes of AI and technology in general, right? So the, the number of people will go down, but the management often will become much more important. Now, I think management will, to some degree, become a little bit easier because with AI, with I mean, it's getting easier and easier and easier because the more data you have, the more information you have on what's happening, the better you can make decisions, right? When you have less data, it's harder to make the right choices. So I think management is becoming easier in the sense that you'll have more better data. And, and even with AI, a lot of things that maybe wasn't measurable in the past becomes measurable. So let, let's take a simple thing like, let, let's say a hotel receptionist, 
right? Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm asset manager of a hotel receptionist, if I today am to judge how great is she as a receptionist at welcoming people, you know, I mean, I can go to the people coming in and ask them, but you know, today you can probably go and do other things. You can look at maybe the security camera and see, you know, does she constantly smile when new people come in? Does she greet them in a welcoming way or whatever? So there's all these, you know, new sort of levels of data and information that is that becomes possible that wasn't possible a while back, right? And I, I think some of that stuff will will make life easier from a management standpoint to a large degree. However, um, it's still going to be critical to acquire the, some good management skills so that you can uh, take great care of the people that you are dealing with and that you have. Right? Yeah, nice. Valuable. So valuable. Mats, it's a big pleasure to get in my show to learn from you. I love this experience. You know, I'm going to spend some time in the emergency room, you know, to consume all this information. So tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to follow you, how to reach out to you. Yes. Uh, the best place to find me is mattsingers.com. Uh, that's all about management. And I have my very popular effective management mastery course on it. Where and that's usually the starting point for all of my clients, where they go through and they, I've really taken the last twenty years of management and really condensed it down to four or five hours worth of video content, because business owners are busy, right? But it's really the essence of the processes that you want to master as a manager to succeed, right? And if you get them right, you're better than ninety percent of the managers out there. So that's uh, that's a lot about me and how to get started with management and so on, or learn more about management, let's say that way. Nice. I'm going to do it. Guys, I recommend to anyone to follow Matt, to take this course, to learn from him, because you can see a lot of value. If you want to grow your business, you need to do it. Matt, it's a big pleasure again. You know, uh, I love all your valuable insights. Welcome back anytime to share more value uh invite if you have someone uh, to my podcast uh i'm willing to speak with great speakers like you guys you can find all links in the description below listen us on apple google spotify and see you next time thanks for listening to this entire podcast please rank your experience in apple spotify google or any other platforms that you may use also please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.